What do you uh, what what is what kind of feeling does does professional sports give you inside of your body? Um, dude, honestly, I gained Helix perspective just from this um, just from this whole season. We were talking about this earlier, but um. Yeah, I mean, just watching the Warriors come, like, I watched at least 40, 50 of those regular season games, which is a lot of basketball games to watch, and just, like, 73 and 9, you know, just coming through when you always thought they were going to lose. Yeah. And it's crazy just to see, like, I never, I, I never would have thought that the Warriors would have lost. It's kind of blowing my mind, just because they were, like, the best team I've ever seen. But, you know, that just goes to show, like, how much of a toll on, on your body it takes when you play 70, when you win 73 games, because you got to have your starters out there for a line. You know, Curry was banged up, Bogut didn't play, um, Iguodala was nicked up. Draymond. Dream, I mean, Draymond was healthy, and he played fucking well. Holy shit. Yeah. But it wasn't enough. What does basketball mean to you? <laughs> Um, this is your elementary school exit exam. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> it's like a hobby, but you know that occupies a lot of my time. You know, um, I don't know what it. It's I don't know what it means to me. It's a sport. You know, it's fun. It keeps me healthy, and you know, I love competition. What do you love, love about comp competition? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just seeing two human beings pitted against each other and seeing who rises to victory. <laughs> no, but seriously though, you know, just like, just like, I don't know. Nothing else matters except for like instincts when you're in that, when you're playing sports. It's all just like whatever's happening, and there's no time for. Like you really see the 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 true essence of the people, you know. I think because I've found I don't play sports that much. When I do, like the I catch my like as far as the kind of thought that helps me play better is like I'm in competition with myself. Yeah. Because it's easy to let someone like kind of like like if you're playing somebody and they're hella better than you and like you start sucking dick, you're like fuck, I want to beat him. And that just makes yeah. you angry and you just play angry and you just play stupid. But if you just like let me just figure out the fuck I can play better. Yeah. It's fun. And you know, if you're a competitive type person, that that'll that applies to all walks of life. You know, like um, say you wanted you wanted to get a raise in your job or whatever, and you're just always competing with those around you and whatnot. So it's like I don't know. Sports is definitely like it definitely describes the world in a way because you really see um, like you really see people at their rawest. Like I said. How does that describe the world? Um, well, f I'm, like for me, specifically to this game, I was thinking today, like, just how it, just, I had like a certain reality um, formed around like, what was it, like the NBA, like, you know, the Warriors are always going to come out on top and all this, and um, like just all this, like I thought I had it all figured out. And um, and then they ended up losing, and it's like it, it's and it makes you think like 
these people are like so glamorized and uh, and like you you see them in the media every day um they were asking lebron what jersey he was gonna wear i mean they live like on tv but at the end of the day like emotions and and they're just like regular ass people and and although the warriors were the better team they just got beat because i don't know some you know and mm-hmm. i don't know it just kind of all brings it back to the the fact that like no matter what um like you you see or how people are portrayed in the media or other places or just by spoken word or you know just how information gets around like people are still just subject to all the same human like human capabilities and functions of humans you know and it's and uh, you know it maybe that may sound obvious but like that people kind of let that slip away from them sometimes and that's i don't know that's uh, that's just what made that's just what this the season ending the way it did made me think about that hmm. you know what i'm saying yep you guys don't agree do you <laughs> what i don't know i just no i agree i see you i definitely see that just don't see the value i know professor doesn't see the Value I missed. I'm sorry. I was like not listening. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how it goes with sports. <laughs> what did you say? Sports are good. Yeah, you know, something like that. I said I like sports a lot, and they explain things for me in in a sense. I don't disagree. In the same with way that. music does. Honestly, it's it's very like like sports for me is very similar to music in the way it it reaches me at my core. You know. Yeah. And explains things to to me even if they're not said in an explicit manner. Yeah. yeah I don't really relate But I can see how that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah. What's But your- at least I didn't lose $2,000 Like your brother Like my brother So <coughs> Sorry Adrian Yeah <laughs> R.I.P. Fucking What is your favorite thing to eat While watching basketball? Um, I think my favorite thing to eat while watching basketball would be like my favorite thing to eat even if I wasn't watching basketball. So probably like sushi. That's your favorite thing to eat? Sushi? I I think, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I really like sushi. Or like ribs. I had a a T-bone steak the other day. You cooked it? Yeah. I wish I knew how to cook steaks hella well, but I don't. How do you cook a steak? I just like... Put some butter on it, mar- marinate it in some like olive oil and garlic. But I feel like there's more you can do. Season it with like some hella good stuff. But probably yeah, like, still, probably like marinate it for like 25 hours or something like that. Yeah, that would probably be like the optimal. Like if you went to like this, like a the equivalent of like a beer tasting. If you went steak tasting, you'd be like, oh yeah, this has been marinating for 42 years. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. 42 years. Yeah, well, they're just like we. It's all. It's in honey, so it's okay. Steak in honey. Well, honey lasts forever, so it does. I don't know. Well, uh, they they just discovered not just but like a couple years ago they found some honey in like some Egyptian ruins, like twelve thousand years old or something. Did they eat it? Uh, it probably wasn't very good, but it was it still was a thing that existed and was preserved. Are they sure it was honey? <laughs> 
<laughs> like, did they have bees back then? Did they have what? How long have bees been around? Um, I don't know. 1672. Probably like since prehistoric times. They've probably been around longer than us, right? Yes. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm guessing completely, but insects have just like they got such a head start on us. You know? Maybe that's why there's a lot of them. Yeah, imagine if insects were like five times bigger than they actually are. Well, then I don't think humans would exist. Why not? Five times bigger? It's not that much bigger. Like well, then if, if they were able to reproduce at the same rate and they were five times bigger, like all insects, because they're small insects, but there's already some insects yeah. that are bad. Imagine like a tarantula. Yeah. Five times like bigger. A, that could definitely kill hella people. <laughs> you know? Uh, oh, that'd be so scary. Right I think it'd be less about killing people, just like how they could evolve. They could just build bigger shit. Yeah. They would just eat. They would be subject to so much new nutrients. They would like eat humans. Like they don't know what human flesh. Uh, human flesh probably has so much protein. Think about it. They would just fucking get ripped. <laughs> get ripped. Those little legs. We got some loot pack playing right now. It's Mad Lib, Wild Child, Mad Lib's first group. Dario, do you DJ? Yeah, that was a good guess. Yeah. What's your DJ name? I go by Relic. But, um, yeah. So, like, when people ask you your name, do you ever say Relic? Nah, I, I always say Dario, just because, I don't know. Even if you're at a show? Yeah, I haven't really begun to, like... Like market myself that way, you know, it's right. like a, that's like an artist, right? You know, kind of just like stuck in the basement, right? Not in a bad way, just because like that's that's just like where I like you. That's just like where I like it, you know, just in my own room, all alone, just like doing my thing. Yeah. But yeah, I've been DJing for like a year and a half now. Damn, for real? Yeah. It's tight. I went by pretty quickly. Yeah. Kinda. Definitely feels like I've been for doing me, it for longer, least, like, but like yeah, I mean, <laughs> like it's hella hard to feel time. Like when you think back to the beginning of like two years ago, beginning of college, it you think about it, and it's like damn, that was a hella long ago. But like it kind of just happened. It went by hella quick, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and that's like one year. Imagine like twenty years. Yep. That's, that's one thing that trips me out is like it's like I feel like every like obviously every day we live we gain more experience and we gain more perspective and and uh, we have like a more holistic vision of what the world is but I definitely think like at least for me I'll like realize it like every six months or something I'll be like whoa um, kind of forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> Every day you learn more. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, after, like, six months, I'll just realize, like, damn, I see the world hella differently. Or, like, like this Warriors thing really made me, like, like, I, like it, it kind of shifted my brain a little bit. Could you, you know? go more in depth about that? The, it's, it's a hard thing to even, like, describe, you know? It's, it's <laughs> like I was saying earlier, it's kind of one of those things, like, music, where, like... 
you could hear a song and it ex it could explain to you why your boss yelled at you like that's right. it can make something click in your brain and you're like oh okay that makes sense so it's it's kind of something like that it's kind of just like a like an emotional reaction you know hmm. and yeah i mean it didn't like change me as a person but i'm just like what was okay. your emotional reaction i don't really get what you mean i'm just like like stunned you know hmm. it's just i didn't think that would happen at all like i really didn't see it coming for it it just all you know hap, hap, it happened in one way throughout the whole season it looked like we were just gonna take it and we didn't so it's kind of i don't know just makes me like turn my eye a little bit like huh <laughs> weird like what if we did win then would you have realized all this stuff probably not good thing we lost well yeah cause if we won it would have just been like oh yeah I would have been like alright we were the best team we won you know but you think music has more effect on you or basketball uh, I mean I'd or say sports that. I like I don't know what that means though, you know. Like, well, you said that music makes you think about things, and basketball does the same thing. So I'm wondering which one yeah, affects okay. that more. Mm -hmm. Let me think about that. I mean, I, I'd probably have to say music. You, you know? don't have to. Well, it's just like I definitely think that music is something that will last for the rest of my life. And, like, I don't know if I'm going to be playing basketball, like, every day for the rest of my life. Or even watching it, for that matter. And, but yeah, I mean, music, there's so much, there's so much versatility and beauty in music. So, yeah, I choose music. <laughs> Are you proud of me? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what are you playing, Satchel? Round. Mike. Uh-huh. Mike. Uh... Roundabout Midnight by Miles Davis. Alright, let's listen to that for a minute. We'll be right back.
you know, I was, I was wondering, you know, if you could keep on because the force has got a lot of power, you know. It makes me feel like it, it makes me feel like.
Traces of lipstick on my collar. Maybe you gotta do some more to get this last dollar. Hotter than lava when you come, believe that I'm a follower. Lady Madonna like to drink, but she don't like to swallow. Rocking that Prada, honey, stay up in the beauty parlor. Girl, it would be my honor. Make you my baby mama. Holla, she hella proper. Fuck with it, dumb and cousin. Fuck up for loving, bucking. Shucking and ducking, bucking. Sucking and finger fucking. Here, let me show you something. I knock the stuffing off that English muffin. Can't tell me nothing. Uh uh. Pushing your panic button when I'm stuck in. All of a sudden, baby, conducting. Ooh, girl, you nasty. Yo. I get it on, pop it, doc. Unlocking your doors, clocking my drawer, socking your mouth with a torn stocking. Wrapped around a knocking. I creep in while you park it. Shoot out the lights, darken. The area then hopping. Pick up my bigger nigga who helped me figure the plotting. Dropping the top, splitting the dough, shopping and rotting. New York, birds flocking because I'm heavy like both stocking. Coat, what's your coat from foe sparking? Dilly departing. Niggas, unforgettable, can't be forgotten. Docking meth album entering the top ten. Chopping the raw, locking the blocking. Only raw chopping is metaphor so cops can stop watching. I'll put them in and cock them, ready to rock them, sock them, renovate your apartment, when these two things barking, my knocker meet you knocking, bougie hoes, so we're gonna talk about rap, now, playing right now, it's two of the best people at rap ever, what do you guys think do you of that firmly statement, think they are, what do you mean by the best ever, like two, the of, two of the best ever, I didn't say they're the two best ever, but like, here's what I'm saying. It just it just depends on how you define two of the best. That could be top ten or top hundred or top, you know. Definitely top twenty. That's what I think. Oh, yeah. Top twenty. Top fifteen. Both of them. Both of them. 15. Hell yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they they might both be in the top fifteen. Whenever when I used to have like a top five, which I don't anymore, yeah. they were all was both in it huh. yeah top five is impossible to yeah honestly like it's always changing if you really listen to like a lot of different people that make raps yeah can't have five there's way too many mm-hmm. it's ridiculous it doesn't make any sense it's like it's also, it defines how you I mean I mean it depends on how you define like best because you know? some people might value like the lyrical ones more and others my value like uh, which ones do you value um like not not names yet but like lyrical I I mean obviously my favorites are the one that the ones that have you know all of them <laughs> and, yeah and that, I think the best one is the combination of like yeah good message and like they're slick with the words and like the way they rap delivery slash it's like rap plus hip hop okay name three of those people right now both of you um, people that do all of it yeah I mean most definitely quali- Tyler Quali like they separately do that shit I mean I could just say Nas you know Nas Guru yeah Guru is my favorite ever Guru from Gangstar honestly I was I mean Joey Badass mm-hmm Steez, capital C. Yeah, capital C's, honestly, that's favorite from Pro Air. And then that's when it gets different, like, you know, big, like Tupac. Tupac does that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then I think you have like cats like Biggie and Big L that yeah. maybe had a little less like there was emotion, but it wasn't. It was one-sided. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Biggie had Juicy. You know, most of his songs were just about him being Biggie, yeah. and it was sick. And I fucking love Biggie, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. different from like most F. Right. Big, Big L. Like, although Suicidal Thoughts is a pretty intense song, pretty dope song. What I was, uh, but like, but Big L, like, he has some way of like just making you listen. Like, even yeah. if he says something that you really don't like, like you have to listen. Anyway. Yeah, I and mean, it is hella emotional because I mean, hella emotional. You yeah. feel that lifestyle, you see it, and it's like yeah. I understand it through his fucking words, and like, yeah. it's, it's many. Yeah, I think if I had to make a top five, Miguel would just be there. Yeah, me too, dude. Nobody has anything that is similar to Big L. I mean, that's not true. Lord Finesse is very similar to Big L, but nobody has that extra, like, sauce that he has, you know? Yeah. Just... Dre D reminds me of Big L. Yeah? Yeah, yeah Dre D's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> like that real precise Clean flow yeah. Spells it out Yeah Yeah yeah. And the same kind of flow. Like, play some Big L. Let me see what I want to play some Big L. Big L, man. It's always the best ones that have to go, right? Hmm. Yeah. KRS, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of best ones still here. still here. So is Chuck D. Yeah, no, those are like forefathers. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I feel like Big L probably listens to a lot of Rock Him. Hmm. I think everyone yeah. listened to a lot of yeah, Rock Him. Yeah, true. You know. <laughs> I'm gonna play this one. This is the heist revisited. Let's hear this and then talk about it after. This goes out to all the wolves uh, in the streets and in jail. Yeah, it was your man Big L, 139, Danger Zone. I got my man Tommy Gibbs and Coleon with me. Check it out. Uh. Hey yo, I just left the studio and it's about two in the morning. Just finished doing a song, now I'm ready for sleep. But first, I want spaghetti to eat, and it's a good Italian restaurant right up the street. So I jumped in the Jeep, stashed the heat under the seat. Then I got a beat, my voice is hoarse, barely to speak. I called back on the cell, was Cody, mad as hell. Told me to listen well as he started to yell. I just seen Mike and Ben with your wife and a friend, and they just got a room at the Holiday Inn. It's my wife, you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I saw the horse soon as she walked through the Say no more. Which one? The one in Jersey, son, right over the bridge. We gon' hurt them hoes and hurt both of them kids. Now I'm in the range, switching lanes, doing the bucking chains. I can't wait to buck them lanes and them fucking dames. I reached the destination, grabbed the heat without no hesitation. These niggas fucking up my reputation. I saw Cody Young holding the chrome. Ice Brill looking like he had a license to kill. And he had somebody else with him playing the cut. Looking like he can't wait to start spraying shit up. Yo, who that in the background? It's Tommy. 
Oh, I didn't recognize you with your hat down. Son, you ready? We got this whole shit mapped out. I hope you ain't scared. There's no time to back out. We gon' take the back route. Pull the gats out. Throw the mask on. We ain't leaving till everyone's dead and all the cash gone. We gon' get our laugh on when we through. But right now, we got a job to do. So let's do it. I stepped to the desk clerk. Put the gat to a dress shirt. Told her, listen up before she get hurt. They just walked in. Party of four. Two chicks, two males. The room they got. She posed and said 212. I took the steps. Now I'm out of breath. I gotta stop smoking. Them cigarettes gon' be the cause of my death. My heart beating fast now, cause it's about to pop off. Saw the door, let the clock off. Saw the lock off. Took a deep breath and ran inside at a quick pace. I felt disgraced. I should've shot that bitch in the face. Then my other two niggas ran in. Each had a cannon. Ready to take care of what we've been planning. These two crab cats, we know they hustle upstate. We know they got stacks, cause they don't fuck with nothing but weight. We got the cuffs and the duct tape and put it to use. Then told them when this is over, we'll be letting them loose. And then I kicked Mike in his face and watch his head jerk back. You wanna live and tell my nigga where you stashed the work at. He gave me the address, then I ran outside. But first, I took the keys to his van outside. And when I got there, I found 50 keys in a stash, 100 pounds of grass, and 2 million in cash. I was dumb glad the shit didn't fit in one bag. So I got three, filled them all up to the seat, then put the bags in the van. Then I locked the truck. When I got back, holy done, popped them pumps. Ayo, hey, fucking L, we might as well pop these stunts. Now that's four bodies, two out of Town is in two hotties, and after that we ain't sleep for three days. We hit the PJs, split the money three ways. Now we all laughing hard, getting nice and read it, celebrating, nigga. Heist completed. So that's a good message for you. <laughs> so what are you guys' thoughts? Um, that was immaculate. Yo. On the flow The beat is hella many that's, that's not the original beat for that song Pretty sure hmm. That's why it's called the Heist Revisited I'm pretty sure that's all Primos or that's a, this is the, the big picture is DJ Premier, right? I don't know Did you do that? One second Did a bunch of it I'm not sure we did the whole thing Right, right, right um, I think like songs like that like I don't always like Like when you hear that kind of shit Like you know that it's like And he's telling like the real story You know what I'm saying Like I'm not saying like he really did that story I'm just saying like that happens You know what I mean yeah. Like that event happens often And like these people Have to live through this And so that puts like stress To a whole nother perspective When you listen to that As, as someone who doesn't live in that Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he shined light on the reality that no one thinks about. Yeah. It's like the, the NWA effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. But somebody talked that was that wasn't too bad. 
Yeah, check yeah, this check shit out. Gucci rapper, my dog, big out. She rolling the down. Hey, yo, yeah, I I'm pretty sure this album was made after he died. Big L, What's your favorite Big L song? Yo, only a weed people fall back. G rapping Big L, we all at. Going back to back where they crawl at. Swing and walk the tall back. Leaving big hoes with small gas. Have them all falling with a wall at. Weed people fall back. G rapping Big L, we all at. Going back to back where they crawl at. Swing and walk the tall back. Size them up. There's a lot, dude. Like, there's a lot of crazy shit. Dude. I, I think my favorite is Lifestyle of the Porn Or, honestly, that verse he has on day one with DITC. Yeah, you should play that verse. That verse is. Along with the one that the ones that follow, but that one really stands out. Second verse on this one. I think. His album, what's his album called? I'm not sure. Which is the DITC compilation? Is Diamond D. Like a whole different time, it's like whole a history reality. Yeah. 
trifle never pulled the ice in your life. The price of my ice is sky high. I'm a fly guy. That's every thug's dream. I really love cream. It's in my bloodstream. You mad because I got more chicks than you, more bricks than you, more nines and extra clips than you. We I live, it ain't a nice town. You can't walk around ice down. Some clown probably getting stuck right now. Peace to DITC, showing AG, fat JOE, Diamond D, go finessing me. I'm from the East Coast. This is how we roll in New York. A bunch of rowdy niggas holding the way he just he rocked, the way he flowed is hella crazy. Yeah. He just found a way to make work shit. Especially back then, too, though, like, people must have been like, Curry missed that three, man. Kyrie Irving hit that three. Oh, that was so nail in the coffin. Put a slug at me, it'll be marriage. Do us part until then, master this art and kill them with the pen is dramatic. Automatics, I commit sins. Hold my head, but when I've had it, I test chins. If that ain't real and feel the state still, bang them and hang them like they did our relatives. Thought he was the best on the mic that ever lived. Negative, woo diggity. If you with me, then say word. Let's get twisted like bottle caps, treating like spill. Check the referral, man. My whole squad's thorough. We worldwide, niggas just nice in one burrow. We all clean, fussy fiends, they just on the wrong team, nah, I mean, as the world turns to who it concerned, we'll set you straight like a perm, rap apostle, lyrical type of castle, kind of hostile, nothing less than colossal, you dig me like fossils, be the cat with the groovy soul, a lot of rappers out here acting with no movie roles, you know the deal, I represent skills, the niggas with big grills, that live to make a meal on a reel, that's my motto, too hard to follow, Don sorrow before I'm going out like bravado, hard to hit like lotto, Underworld role models, DITC, we beat them cats of tomorrow. Most these rap cats don't know where it started, where it came from. We've been rapping this shit since day one, thinking in the crates originators. Why niggas play haters? I'm pretty sure they made a remix of this pretty recently. Yeah, probably. I feel like a, a lot of Big L's music is remixed, just to kind of like, you know. Is this Fat Joe? Yeah. I think so. This doesn't really sound like it. Yeah. It's always a good game to play, guess the rapper. Ooh, that's a good game. We should play that. I just played Count Basie, so. <laughs> Count Basie. I guess Count Basie. Alright, let's listen to Count Basie. We'll be right back.
Where the hell's my goal? Where's my goal? Uh, I haven't seen you two in years. Kind of a late visit. I was getting ready for the hay. Something to wake you up.
No, I did not catch Oh, shit. Turn that off. Turn that speaker off. That was not cool. Back in the day, recording was, like, way more of, like, a... Like a, like a oh, you mean on the on the song right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hella, yeah, they, they record hella differently now. Yeah. It's not through a fucking computer, like a second software. Yeah. Analog, man. There's a lot of people who still do analog, though. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds yeah. better. Sounds. I'd say, yeah. Um... Especially in like the in the like rock community. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the the live recording community, you know, just because like you want to record it all there. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to live record it, and um, I don't know. I, I I mean, there's definitely multiple ways to do it, but that's how I'd want to do it. That's how I want. That's that's kind of what how I'm learning to do it actually. You're learning analog. Mm-hmm. In school? Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. It's pretty hard. Like, <laughs> learn, man. Tell us, a little, like, what do you do? Um, so, well, in the class I was just taking, we were, like, learning how to use the functions of a board mm-hmm. and how to apply uh, time-based processors, you know, reverb and whatnot. And then in this next... In this next class I'm about to take, we're gonna actually like record, live record a band or a rapper or whatever, and then just create a mix. With mm. with analog. With analog. In the studio at State? Yeah, it's they have, yeah. A, they have tape there? Yeah. So is it a different studio than the one with Pro Tools? Yeah, it's like it's really selective. Only like there's a list of who can go in there when there's no classes and it's like fifteen people. It's like this one class. That is like the. I, th- I think it might be my class actually, the one I'm about to take. That you, you actually get access to it off hours. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to have it all laid laid out in front of you, you know, as opposed to like on like a screen. Or, yeah. You know, like when, when it's actually something about like real knobs. And, yeah, you're like that thing. <laughs> Didn't you record on analog? Yeah, I mean, Knock Knock Studios has analog. Yeah. Shout out to Knock Knock Studios. Shouts out to Knock Knock. They have tape. I don't know if it's analog, though. I think it's, yeah, yeah. What's that thing called? That big-ass box? Uh, tape. No, no, no. No, there's a specific name. Whatever, it doesn't matter. 
the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, with the tape on it. It wasn't just called tape. <laughs> there was a certain name to it. Tape it was like the Xtron 3. Yeah, it's called the... But it, it's tape. They have tape. Shout out to Hash Brown, man. Hash Brown knows how to work the boards, dude. Damn. Yeah, it's a sick studio. Yeah. It's like an actual studio in a house, though. Hell yeah. That was a smooth uh, mix there, DJ Mike Evans. DJ YouTube. DJ, DJ YouTube. commercial. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on, you can't give them airtime. You gotta view it. Yeah. <laughs> can't you press skip ad? These are our sponsors. No, this is one of the full ones. We have to show love to Independence Day. Sponsor. Remember when there was no ads on YouTube? Yep. Yeah. That was kind of sick. Remember when YouTube was just like a th thing on the internet? Yeah. I used to spend like hella hours on YouTube, like, uh, cause you know, like the YouTube to MP3 converter thing. I would just sit there for like two hours and like take each song individually and fucking yeah. download it. I still do that. Me and but I, I remember back in the day when like when we were first kids when YouTube came out, like YouTube was just a thing to like find funny videos. Yeah. Like, exactly. There wasn't like talk shows. Or like put like, funny, like me and Mookie put on like yeah. ran, a random ass video of us just doing some dumb ass shit. Yeah. I remember, I to this day, it. I have a video on YouTube called Weird Shrieking Boy and it's me making these weird ass. <laughs> noise bread check it out i swear to god weird treatment how many boy. views does it have it's got like <laughs> hundreds really oh you know? yeah damn but it's hella weird it's like it's this it's this noise i used to make with my highest voice but i can't make it anymore <laughs> no i can't like, I, I see I <laughs> <laughs> could have me out you're making noise yeah i can't even make it anymore but that's it was it was a talent that it was pre-puberty huh <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> it was when i was like 10 or 11 I didn't go through puberty till I was like 17. So. <laughs> Dude, the conversations on Old Soul Radio. Deep. Yeah, there's such a variety of discussion topics. Yeah, on this from show. talking to parents. To How was that talking with your moms? It's good. Nice. What'd you learn? Stuff. Mm. Nice. How about that was the dad episode? Good. You learned stuff. Learn stuff. Listen to it. It's on the shit. I it's actually did radio. listen to it. You did listen to it? Yeah. I'm a faithful follower. Well, what's your kind favorite of. Old Soul Radio episode? Um, just all the ones that I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time you messaged us, you were like, why am I listening to metal? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, those are the people before you guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> Or no, it was just like the, sh the shit, the like air shit. <laughs> Satchel, put on some metal. Put nah. on some pirate metal. Nah. Y'all don't fuck with the pirate metal? No. Put Plus. on Marilyn Manson. No. <laughs> I have all the power, guys. Play what I want. Put on Johnny Cash. Put on Cashy John. <laughs> put on Too Tall. <laughs> tall short. <laughs> <laughs> Short two. If you were to rap battle, would you rather rap battle two chains or a little Debbie? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. If you were offered to rap battle two chains on like MTV raps, if it existed, would you do it? 
They were like, you have to be in a commercial and say you like mayonnaise. No, 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 no. See, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with any of that. Like, if if it was for like fun, you know, or like if I wanted to do it for some reason. What if they paid you to like rap against? Yeah, I guess maybe. I don't know, dude. We'll fly you out to New York to rap against Two Chains. Yeah, I'd probably do that. Yeah. If they wanted me to, you got me on tape now. <laughs> like 20 years. You're gonna come. Two chains. <laughs> He's calling you out, two chains. You know, two chains got robbed in SF one time. Yeah. Like two years ago, something like that. Yeah. In front like of the green door. In front of the green door. Yeah. So when I saw him, like he was at game five or game four. I saw yeah. him on TV. No, and I was no, game, like, yeah, game five. I saw him in E40. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, there were a lot of people there at the game tonight. I didn't see anybody. All the all the Richies. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Danny gets the rapper. He uses a sample. At one point. Who uses a sample? How'd you know? That's not sick. Crazy, like the best, like some of the most famous samples, like uh, like they reminisce over you by Pete Rock. Like the sample just happens for like four bars in the original song, and then like it's never. Oh yeah. Hello, crazy. Yeah. I actually, didn't even know that. Yeah. What's the original song? Shit, I don't know. Off tops. And like MF Doom samples, like that's just like a loop. Like he just like digs. Like that's like vi- like vinyl digging to its finest. Yeah. Like it is like shit is crazy. Commercials. I don't know what to tell you. You're, it's because you never charge your iPod. I do, dude. My, it's, a, it's one of those OG classic iPods. So like, my, I mean, so is mine, but it lasts for like days. This ain't a competition, Dario. Yeah. <laughs> It was just recently Tupac's birthday. Yeah, How old was he? Forty-five or something. Forty-six. Put on some new jobbies. <laughs> no? YouTube doesn't have them. DJ no song requests. DJ new jobbies. <laughs> My name is DJ new jobbies because I don't play new jobbies. I bet you knew Jobbies was a sick ass DJ. It's hella crazy that him and Dill were born on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. And they died in the same year, right? I don't know. I think they did. I think it was some crazy shit like that. I could just imagine him doing like a live show with all his like pianos and 
accessories. Yeah, New Jabba's is crazy. Yeah. Shit, I guess I opened New Jabba's. You shook the game up. Yep. New Jabba's. Actually, no. I'll play it after I play this It's always f- funny when people are like, oh, do you like new hobbies? <laughs> it's funny, I talked to like, a couple of people who like don't listen to hip-hop, but they know who New Jobbies is. Yeah, well, because... Like, because his music's hella... Though. Yeah, kind of like Grammatic. I don't know Grammatic really that well. I mean, he just makes hella beats that are that kind of encompass a broader variety of genres. Or like, even Outkast, I feel like there's a lot of people who aren't necessarily into hip-hop, but they listen to Outkast. It's crazy when I play Outkast after this song. Outkast. Nice. Are you going to play? Sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fine song, but... That's a fine song. But, uh, that's a nice song. I feel like they must have made Tell the crazy how that sounds about Erica Badu or her mom. It is? Yeah. Really? Yeah. They probably I wonder if they make hella royalties off all the plays it gets on the radio. Cause that is definitely like a top ten radio song. Yeah. It's kinda of funny how like certain songs just become the radio hits. I mean, most songs are created to be a radio hit, you know. Kinda. I mean, like I'm just saying, like in like whatever 102.1 and all the hip hop stations around here, um, when they play throwbacks, it's always like just certain songs from artists, like some like uh, it's there's like three Outkast songs they play that aren't necessarily like. The most popular and I, I mean well that's like 102.1 that plays like the throwback station where like they kind of but, e- but even have them, more they're limited to like they repeat the same song so I'm saying like Miss Jackson when that shit came out initially that song was like when these songs come out they're created to be a big hit in the moment yeah. and then later on like we have people might pick up different songs from the album like five years well, after definitely the like, comes out yeah, definitely outcast I could see that but I feel like there's a lot of artists who like you wouldn't even think that they would be like radio artists and so I wouldn't think they were like making the song to be a radio hit Trying to think of an example. Is this one of those songs, as you described earlier, that makes you see life differently, like sports does? Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, any any song could make me feel differently. Like, hmm. it doesn't even need to be a song that I enjoy. You know, it could just be like some. I, I honestly, I'd say more than anything, it's classical music that makes me really dive deep like that. Hmm. Um, Why? 
just because there's there's so much expression you can put into classical music just little um it's it's so co- it's so complicated and technical and um i mean there's there's beauty in that alone just it's basically like a, a different language mm. you know you got to learn how to read and write music and then you got to learn how to understand music like you got to i mean classical music like you don't just that's and that's why a lot of people don't listen to it these days is because if you're not like classical music is one of those things where if you don't if you're not brought up with it in a certain way then you're probably not going to listen to it whereas like rap like you grow up listening to like rock and you could still easily transition into like rap and vice versa but classical music is kind of one of those things where um, I don't know you got to develop a taste for it for sure but you know I'll, there's also, you the, about there's also the fact that everyone just has their own favorite genres you, know? you ever think about putting classical music in your DJ sets mm. that'd be sick that'd be sick yeah I mean it would buck some people up dude yeah it would like have little to be like, scratch fucking I, would, I don't think I would just like play a symphony you know but yeah, I, you could like I, cut I, it I, up I, and then like yeah I might like make a set you could juggle it, or, like, honestly more than anything I think it would like if I start making beats it'll affect my beats a lot just cause I um yeah, I love classical music it's really great it's I feel like like there's that one line from uh T3 I think it is in some village he's like fuck this rap shit I listen to classical yeah and then there's the <laughs> that one outro in the high road song Oh shit, that sounds dope. Yeah. But also it's it's the thing about classical music that's kind of crazy is that all these composers they were like putting meaning behind the music that they were writing and putting expression behind it and you can feel that. You know like you can feel what they're trying to convey to you. Mm-hmm. Um, which is without lyrics something that and it's just it's it's up to interpretation and that's why I love so much about um, like music without lyrics or even with lyrics you know I like I like lyrics that are that they might not even explicitly explain something they just everyone everyone can basically everyone can get it can pull a different meaning from it depending on the context of their lives and what they what comes to their mind yeah that's um classical music is very powerful in that area I think alright I think we're gonna take a break here folks we're going to the boom oh we're done Now we'll be right back.
<laughs> Throwing some scats or something. Doodly scat, wibbity wap. Our listeners. Uh, this is Night Train by Richie Cunning, local rapper from SF. Frisco! Yeah! But I get funky on these jacks with that really tough talk from off of the train tracks. Strapped with a backpack, sipping on shitty liquor. It's the low revenue professional city slicker. Since the days of bubble coats and Timberlands, known for operating microphones under the influence. Matter of fact, son, I've been a fresh MC since you was on the floor playing cowboys and Indians. Who wanna test like I won't get fresh and turn this motherfucker out like a reversible vest? It's Richie Cunning from the Gold Gates, where the record wrote. Hates and young bloods and sniffing snowflakes, son. I murder any microphone that happened to touch. Then I'm cracking the Dutch on the back of the bus. I don't stress. Fresh with the pen and the page. I rock a million dollar mouthpiece on minimum wage, you heard? Run and get your raps and choruses and practice them. Cause all of your tracks is boring. I'm ready to rip at any rap performance in the land where the uniform is black and orange. I speak slang over beats to bang and will not drop the dime. You can keep the change. It's just one chapter for all y'all punk rappers. Richie spit fire like he hit the bluff backwards. Ain't nothing nice when I pick up the mic. I drop bombs, then I'm gone in the thick of the night. Say what? Similar to none, I run with roughnecks. Make us bad apples and criminal suspects. Believe that the boy prepared. I've been around the block a few times. I ain't no square. They say my shit is impressive. They say they checking and checking. And so I figured I should get on the record and break them off something. Yeah. Richie Cunning in the house one time. Fuck cops. Yeah. Frisco in the house one time. My people in New York in the house one time. Fuck this record. In the house one time. Ha ha. Get 
Drugs will get you out of this. Fame will get you out of this. Chains will get you out of this. Juice will get you out of this. Levitate, 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 levitate. Life won't get you high like this here. No, he won't get you high like this here. No, she won't get you high like this here. No, for free won't get you high like this here. No, two keys won't get you high. No, no, no. Bentley's won't get you high like no. Levitate, 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 levitate. Life won't get you high. No, no, no. He won't get you high. No, no, no. She won't get you high. No, no, no. For free won't get you high. No, no, no. Two keys won't get you high. No, no, no. Bentley's won't get you high. No, no, no. Bars won't get you high. No, no, no. Levitate, 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 levitate. Shut your fucking mouth and get some cash, you bitch. You, you be in your feelings, I be in my bag, you bitch. You. Santa reindeer better have some ass, you bitch. You. Everything I'm working gotta be the gas, you bitch. You. Shut your fucking mouth and get some cash, you bitch. You be in your feelings, I be in my bag, you bitch. Santa reindeer better have some ass, you bitch. Everything I'm working gotta Levitate, 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 levitate. Me don't want problem. Me don't want problem. Me don't want trick. Me don't want trick. Me do want dollars. Me do want dollars. Me want it big. Me do want dollars. Me don't want problem. Me ride in pilots. Me don't want trick. Me don't want trick. Me do want dollars. Me don't want trick. Levitate, 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 levitate. We don't want problem. We don't want problem. We don't want trick. We don't want trick. We don't want dollars. We don't want dollars. We do it big. We don't want problem. We do it big. We don't want problem. We do it big. We don't want trick. We don't want problem. We don't want Levitate, 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 levitate.
Hey, I'm back. This is Mike Evans. Uh, that's my name. Nice. Dario, what's your name, Dario? Relic. DJ Relic. DJ Relic. DJ Relic. How can you like to DJ? How can I like to DJ? Well, actually, um, it stems a lot from my classical background, I'd say. Uh, Costco? Cla- no, my classical. Oh. Yeah, so if for the listeners that don't know, I grew up playing like piano and oboe all my life. That was like my musical background. Savage. That's that's like you know that's what I came up on. I you know I, I it's actually hella funny. I used to when I when I was growing up, I listened to like classical and Eminem, you know, and Dre, and yeah. But anyway, um, it's like Clemenem. <laughs> Yeah, it was. And Clay. I thought I was hella sick. I was like, he, I'm listening to Eminem in elementary school. This shit is hella sick. And then. What was your, what was your favorite Eminem song? Probably The Way I Am. I still, that's still, that song is still, I might say that song is in my top five. I gotta that, say, I don't like Eminem. Like, I think he's done some cool lyrical things, but like, I don't know, all this shit's just so fucking negative and doesn't say yeah, shit. He, yeah, like, he just made money off being like some kind of character that I don't even know if like. Yeah. Well, let's not that. talk about Eminem. I, wa- I wanted to expand on what I was saying about um. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> well, no, it's just because I don't know. Stupid ass, Mike. <laughs> you know, Eminem. This just mixed views. Some people like him, some people don't. Talk about your know. Yeah, but anyway, like, I, so I, I mainly scratch. I mean, not mainly scratch, but like, that's what lures me into DJing. And it's very like technical and what I mean by that is like if you look at an MC like sure they need they have to MCs have to practice their craft of course and develop but at the end of the day it's it's like it's it's your it's whatever it's like you I'm, I'm explaining this wrong from the DJing end, basically to to improve, you have to uh, you know put in the hours and and uh, like just neurological things with your fingers and and mu- developing muscle memory, whereas um, MCing is more like like finding out who you are and finding your rhymes and finding your style. So it's a little different. And classical music is very similar to scratching in the sense that it's, um, you know, pra- you, you, you have to put in a lot of the, like the slow practice and um, just repetition and just repeating patterns over and over until they're fucking in your fingers and in your, you know, synced with your body. So I think... Yeah. It's also dope because a lot of people don't scratch anymore when you scratch. So that's pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, it, it also comes from the fact that when I actually really started listening to hip hop uh, from like, I'd say like eighth grade on, um, I, I, I was drawn to the old school, you know? So it kind of makes sense that mm-hmm. I got into scratching because that's those were my main influences were all the old school cats. Yeah, shout out to DJ Quest from yeah. Horizons. He taught all of us yeah. how to DJ and scratch. Yeah. So, he's, he's a good dude. Hello, he's OG. He's, yeah. he's like up there with like Qbert. Yeah, he's he's doing his thing, man. Just working with the youth. Um, was still, you know, advancing his professional career, making dope shit. 
I mean, I've, I've learned so much from him. I, you know, I definitely would not be where I'm at. Not that I'm like, you know, I just wouldn't know as much as I would if without him, you know. Yeah. Shit, I, I, I wouldn't even have started DJing without him, without the DJ project. Shout out to Jai, <laughs> who pioneered that. <laughs> My partner in crime. Shout out to everybody at Horizons. Yeah. Corey. It's a good spot. It's good people. You hear that? There's a lot of noise on the street. A lot of police officers. Yeah. Do you ever mix vinyl? Um, I just haven't really developed like a vinyl collection yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of that's kind of like an expense. And with all the DJ equipment, that's the thing with so I've been DJing for a year and a half. I've already spent like, you know, probably close to two thousand dollars or yeah. something like that, just getting my setup. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I learned to to mix was on vi- was on vinyl mm-hmm. at, at the DJ project. Mm-hmm. We would just get a couple records, find out the BPM, and mix them together. But um, I mean, I will say that while it is it is cool to like mix on vinyl on like natural vinyl, I'll call it. Like, there's just so much more you can do with a software like Serato or mm-hmm. Tractor. Like it what? Just, um, just like quick transitions, even you know. Just you can you can go from you can go from song to song so fast, or I don't know. Um, there's there's a lot of you can organize your music in a very concise way by creating like folders. So if you want to like find, that's what I do. Like if I'll have like a funk folder. You know, and if if I'm trying to find something, it's just quick to to get to the things that you need to get to. You know, and you can record on it. You can record live vinyl off Serato too. But yeah, I mean, I for scratching. Um, as far as scratching goes, real vinyl makes the world of difference. Mm. For some reason, like Serato. It just doesn't allow you to have the same dexterity mm-hmm. and control as like a like a scratch vinyl. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I feel like they would have come up with the technology to like fix that by now, or maybe I just don't have that technology. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you mean they have that good shit. digital scratch materials? It just you can't you can't really go in as hard on Serato. I use vinyl. Yeah, that's why I always bring vinyl or two. In case I want to the like, show. Yeah. Mm. Throw some shit in. Have you so have you ever like been to a show where you have to carry like all your shit? Um, I've had. You mean like all my equipment? And like cause sometimes yeah, you just yeah. Bring I've had a couple. To some tables, right? Or I had one. Yeah, I've had a couple where I had to bring both my turntables and the mixer and. Never had to do the speakers. I don't have. That's another thing. Is if I like, in order to really start getting a lot of gigs and shit, you're gonna want to have some speakers, and that's like, you want like some twelve hundred bucks right there, you know. And uh, yeah, but yeah, I have. I've never 
brought the, the, the speakers and the, the XLRs and all that, but, you know, that's part of the, that's part of the role of being a DJ, I guess, you know? You should get, like, a, like a really big bag. <laughs> like Santa Claus just tosses it all <laughs> in there, but... Just, like, a really big, or just get, like, a blanket. A blanket. Put everything in it. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's a good way to break your shit. <laughs> I mean, there's weight. It's, it's not like impossible to move equipment. You don't need a big sack for it. <laughs> there's cases, man. There's handles. There's like, there's like Ewok has some like special thing that has. It's like a. It's like you know one of those. It's like luggage. Yeah. And roll it around and shit. Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. I'm I'm still, I, I don't even have a case for my needles. I, I can bring that shit in Tupperware. Bring that in a lunchbox. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's always like, oh, you brought food? <laughs> <laughs> just walking around with the Ziploc Tupperware. Yeah, why don't you just, like, put those in your pocket? Nah, it's not smart. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> your tables here there's already tables here no but like you can, there's no mic you can't scratch on those yeah you could you brought the scratch vinyl yeah, yeah I would just need needles. to bring like some vinyl and, yeah, I guess and, you could, and a mixer right. and, uh, yeah. let's make I'm, it I'm be down well folks my name's big time bob He's Mike Evans. We don't. Yeah. Right, I want to say one thing before we leave. Uh, recently, there was a fire on Mission Street on yeah, 29th, and, uh, 29th and Mission. Uh, the over 40 people got displaced. There's a GoFundMe uh, online. So go hop on that website. And, and uh, if you feel like you could do, you can give some money, go ahead and do that. And there's also... What's the website? GoFundMe.com. Look up GoFundMe.com. Edwin Lindo. 29th Street Fire. I'm not really sure. Edwin Lindo is one of the one of the Frisco Five members, um, and he made it. He started a GoFundMe account for the families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. Good night. Right on.
Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. Think I'm funny, Daryl? Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from my 6 to 8 Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. 
Yes, it is, Curl. <laughs> it's the House of Pride show, episode 127. How do you keep count after like 100, girl? I, I wouldn't have even gotten that far. <laughs> girl, I don't know. Don't test me. <laughs> I'm your host, Tracy Turner, my lovely and beautiful co-host, Pearl T. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a question for us, call us 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. Well, it's another episode, Pearl T's. How are you? Fabulous, girl. How are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm doing good. We're celebrating the 60s today because we have a couple of 60 themed parties going on in San Francisco this week. That's right up your alley, girl. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's get right into it. It's going to be a full house here at House of Pride Radio. Um, in my, can anyone hear me out there? <laughs> I, I think, think so, girl. All right. I can barely hear myself. Uh, let's start things off. We have a fabulous guest sitting with us. Uh, she is from the girl group entitled The Devil Etz. And um, we want to welcome to the House of Pride show the one and only Sweet, Sweet Tart. Tart. Hi. Hey, girl. What's going on? How are you? I'm great. Loving life. I'm so happy to be here. Well, cool. welcome. Thank you. So, Tweeka said you're from a girl group. What kind of girl group is this? So, the Devilettes are a 1960s-style synchronized go-go dance troupe. All right. Yes. How fierce is that? I've seen you guys perform. And uh, tell us about how big your, your troupe is. So, we vary. At our largest, we're about 18 girls. Wow. Uh, occasionally, we shrink down to about eight, depending on who's available to do a show. But um, we are a very large tribe. Will you guys, like, all 18 go and do, like, one gig together? Yeah. That's it insane. can get a little squished on stages, but, you know, the more fringe, the better. And it's choreographed and costumed. Yes, absolutely. Who does your choreo choreography and costumes? So our artistic director, Baby Doe, does all of our choreography. Uh, we kind of design costumes by committee, and we have uh, them professionally made for us. Okay, and how long have you been with the troupe? I am new to being with the troupe formally. I've been dancing with the Devilettes for about a year and a half now. Uh -huh. Awesome. How long have they been around? 20 years. Oh, I didn't realize that. Well, yes. quite a history there. Now, folks listening to us right now, you can go check them out in real time while you're listening to us at, on Facebook. And do they have a on website? Facebook, we are The Devilettes. Our website is thedevilettes.com. We're also on Instagram. And now there's a hyphen between devil and ets. That is correct. So just so you guys don't get confused. But always the. If you just search for devilettes, then you get like a high school cheerleading troop in, I think, <laughs> Arizona or something. Oh, so you have to put the in front of it. Yes, yes. The devilettes. The, the one and only. Yes. Uh, the, premier, the original. The, yes, the oh. original troupe, the Devilettes. And they, they rock it out to all sorts of songs, um, such as? Uh, pretty much anything that inspires us from the 60s or has a real kind of retro rock and roll feel. We love dancing to Elvis and Nancy Sinatra. Um, we have a great number that we're very excited about to Devil in, the, Devil in a Blue Dress. Uh, we have a Ramones number that is really, really fun and... and uh, Pretty much anything that makes us want to do the twist. Amen. All right, all right. So you have something for us. Uh, when is your <laughs> I next? I got a whole lot of something oh, for you. Yes, indeed. Right. When is your next uh, performance where we can see you? So we will be at Ain't Your Mama's Drag Show on Friday night at Balançoire. 
Awesome. Balancehor Pearl, where is that again? Balancehor is 2565 Mission Street, right in between 21st and 22nd on Mission. Awesome. So well rehearsed. Wow, she knows her <laughs> stuff. She knows her uh, She knows her, her venues. venues. Yes. Yeah, girl. Uh, this is Cruz and Deleuze's show. It's called, uh, it's, it's a free show. There's no cover, believe it or not. No cover and all ages. Yes, so 6 to 60. Yes. <laughs> and um, Tweaka, do you DJ that, that party? Uh, yes, I, I toss it off between me and Tia Dora. She's DJing this weekend. Oh. I have to DJ on a boat. Girl, I'm still waiting on those tickets. Girl, I, I, you know, they're very corporate over there. I'll, I'll see if they don't give. Uh, yeah, I'll try. Uh -huh. I'll, I'll keep trying. for. Right. If anyone's going <laughs> to get a pair of free tickets, Pearl teases. Right. I've been asking for years, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so how long, what is your background in dance? Uh, I've actually been dancing almost since I could walk. Uh, my first pair of heels was my first pair of tap shoes when I was eight years old. Um, so I studied um, ballet since I was six until I was 18 and realized that that was a really stupid dream. And <laughs> what was it that that was the you know the hurdle between your aspirations as a ballet dancer? Um, my height? How, how I, I, like everything I couldn't change about myself was what keep, was keeping uh, me from being a professional <laughs> ballerina. <laughs> I, I imagine that the standards are pretty high up there for. Yeah, well, the trouble is if you're tall as a ballerina, then you're too tall to dance with the boys, so they don't want you. And they're that strict about that kind of. Oh thing. yes. Oh god. Okay, so yeah. what did you? Where did you go from there then? Uh, so. Um, I briefly gave up on dance, and it was all very dramatic, hand to the forehead, wistful awfulness, <laughs> uh, and moved to the Bay Area and was introduced to a whole new world of performance. Uh, so Yes, indeed, Pearl Tees. Right, and then th is that how you got into go-going? Or how did you get into going if that's not? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't. <laughs> what, what was the first genre did you get into when you moved here? Was it performance art per se? Or? Um, it <clears throat> it was the other kind of go-go dance. Oh, well, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, are you talking burlesque? Because we nah, love... Nah, it doesn't sound like... No, no. Be mean. Before burlesque, it was just sexy girl on a box. Oh, go-go <laughs> box dancer. Yes. Wow. I love that. That's, that's my fantasy. I would have, I would love to be, a, I, well, it's too late sure now. but <laughs> It was good fun. It was terrible money, but the drinks were always free. Amen. Oh, girl. I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so what, now there's a few different go-go troops in the city. Why did you decide to choose I don't know if you guys auditioned for the Devilettes. Uh, yes, I did audition. Uh, so the Devilettes is the only troupe in America that does what we do, which is choreographed, synchronized, 60s-style go-go. Mm -hmm. um, any other kind of go-go troupe that you see, they're more, uh, they're either completely freestyle or it's, yeah. it's much more modern, and we spend a lot of time actually researching and paying attention to what the original moves were when go-go was brought about in the 60s, because it's really important mm -hmm. to us that it is a uniquely American art form, and we are really putting a lot of effort into keeping it alive. So how many, uh, how many 60s dances are there that were popular is it, do you have the more like oh my gosh there's <laughs> a, a nearly infinite number um from the extremely silly dances that just mimic like animal movements the monkey and the mouse and the fish and um all of these very very silly things to uh things that you think of as more classic 60s dances like the twist and the mashed potato uh -huh. but it the list goes on for miles do you guys try to cover most of those or do you have a set favorite group of 
sixties dances? Uh, we definitely have moves that we do more than others, but we it's I mean it's such a broad uh, you know, sort of buffet of, of things to pick from that yes. it's just it's really fun to mix and match everything it's together and then come up with our own crap <laughs> a salad bar of goodness yeah <laughs> go go goodness so why did you choose the devil X? I had been watching the Devilettes perform at you know rock clubs and and burlesque shows for years. Um, they actually hadn't held auditions for seven years, and they finally decided that it was time to bring in some new blood. Uh, okay. And I thought, I think that might be what I need right about now. I love. And that. it was it was just a perfect fit. Awesome. Let's take a short musical break. I pay homage to '60s dances with the Watusi. Yes. The Devilettes do sound fun. Let's bring in our other guest pearlties. All right. So in the house, we also have Miss Hollywood. Welcome. And her friend <laughs> Kitty. Welcome, Kitty. Ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what all do you all right. think of this Devilettes 60s fun? I think I want to watch it. Right. It's be groovy. Right. And I watch, I mean touch. Yeah. <laughs> Get up close and I don't personal. Think, I don't think Sweetheart does that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, with 18, with 18 go-go dances. Looks are free, uh, but feels are going to cost you. <laughs> you it's, it is a, I, I would think uh, with 18 dances on the floor, you're going to have table dances very close to you this Friday at Balançoire. Right. The fringe will fly. It's going to be like a car wash. You guys are going to be there. Uh, I think on Friday there's 10 of us. That is sickening. Yeah. Well, 10, plus 10 girls serving it. Girl 60 style. Now how um, is there like a 
Is there like a lead devilette or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> How much drama do, do you guys have in your group? You know, the infighting? Uh, <laughs> very little. We are we are very much a, a sorority. Um, we all we're like sisters. Sometimes we disagree and we squabble, but ultimately, at the end of the day, we all love each other and we all do this because it's a true labor of love for us. So no one's pining for more attention. When no, it's <laughs> you know it, it's hard to be the standout when there's eight, you know eight, eighteen you know? people yeah. on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so who manages it then? So our artistic director is Baby Doe. Oh, she, great, she, great she, of she hey, is. Hey, Baby Doe, yes. shout out. Yeah, hey, Baby Doe. Uh, so she incepted the group, and it was, and she does almost all of our choreography, and she really drives the vision. The beginning. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. That is so cool to have someone with that much hands-on. Yeah, it's, it's really inspiring because she has a very clear, very strong vision, and she just pushes straight for it. Well, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now, what was the, that you said was originated in San Francisco, was it a 60s dance? The Swim. I did not know that. Yes. And there is a Bobby Freeman song called Swim, S-W-I-M, with, like, hyphens, and uh, there's a lyric in it, and he says, San Francisco did it, it made the whole town swing. And oh, then he talks awesome. about and doing the swim. if you were to describe to our listening audience how that uh, is executed. How I'm it assuming it looks like you're swimming, girl. It looks <laughs> a little bit like you might be swimming, yeah. <laughs> One arm in front, the other arm in front. And then you can do a backstroke. The backstroke, yes. Is that by the same... That's it's it's all kind of the same idea. It's all the, the swim uh -huh. moves and, you know, a dive and, and the, the oh, so hold your nose and do the snorkel. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God, I can't get enough. Wow, this is fabulous. So, um... Besides Balance Squad, do you have a full agenda of a, like sort of like a tour? Yeah, so on? we are actually we are wrapping up our season. Uh, we just headlined the Texas Burlesque Festival in Austin. We just returned from that, which was an, an absolute blast. We loved doing it. And then uh, we have Balance Bar on Friday, and then later this month we are performing at the Uptown Cabaret in Oakland. Oh. I think this is so exciting. I love 60s music and the 60s vibe. So I'm so glad you had um, some time to come on our show. Yes, I'm so and happy to be here. And um, let's say it's at the beginning of a relationship with us here at House of Pride. Is Radio. this the start of a beautiful friendship? Just the start of it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. wear some flowers in our hair next Aww. time you guys come on over. Uh, just iter iterate one more time your website. The Devilettes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We are The Devilettes uh, on Instagram, also The Devilettes, and our website is thedevilettes.com. Awesome. That. Let's have a nice round of applause. Yeah. Yes, we got uh, the thanks, Devilettes. everybody. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. 